Welcome to Big Trouble, a podcast capturing the struggles of our day-to-day lives as Asian millennials. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing our very own Hot Crazy Matrix. Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at Big Trouble Podcast and listen to our episodes wherever podcasts can be found. We have a lot of hot new content coming out for you guys, so you don't want to miss out. Hope you enjoy this episode. So what do we mean by our own, our very own hot crazy matrix? For those of you who may not, you know, understand or um, get the reference that we're trying to make here. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's coming really from this old YouTube video where this dude basically describes his dating, uh, like chart, right? And he calls, he calls himself the hot crazy matrix when he's trying to describe the partner between this hot and, and kind of crazy, how hot they are compared to how crazy they are. Yeah, I would say like the original video on YouTube is a little, I mean, pretty misogynistic. Oh, for um, sure. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, viewer discretion advised there. I'd say like, I think everyone's probably seen the video. Somewhat funny. Definitely probably not with the times anymore. Um, but we sort of got inspiration. Not, I guess maybe not from that one. But uh, I guess we're going to go a little bit more like consulting or more young professional here but for those of you who like are in consulting or have been in consulting you probably know of like um forrester or gartner or even bcg so like bcg has their own um, like another consulting company has their own like matrix um it's like a two by two um quadrant essentially and then um a company called gartner they do like a a competitive report every year of like different industries and they'll rank like all these companies um, from like best to worst essentially from like best being in the top right and then worst being in the bottom left and essentially like we drew inspiration from those two matrix matrices or matrices um, in our darkest time at our old job and we pretty much had like two ongoing like scales or like you know reporting like to i don't like i don't <laughs> know how i would tools. describe like yeah like what's like we had like our own matrices at work that we would use yeah to keep for a very sink. similar purposes yeah so the first one is probably the craziest one that we have which is like it's not it's not that crazy of a concept or like what we actually did but essentially like we had our own magic quadrant or like our own like rating scale um similar to like a hot crazy matrix which was like an x-axis of like how good you were at your job um and then a y-axis of like how well you were liked because we wanted to like get a better understanding of like what the competitive landscape looked like at work against our coworkers, um and like where people would sit on this matrix so essentially like um the better you are at your job um like on the x-axis you'd be more on the like you'd be more to the right and then also um how well you were liked if you were more liked at the at at, at the firm then you'd also be higher up than like you'd be yeah you'd be closer to the top so like essentially the sweet spot that you wanted to be at was in the top right very similar to like a like a gartner gartner magic quadrant essentially yeah and i think it was always interesting for us because when you're trying to figure out who would get promoted it, it wasn't like a direct correlation 
where like if you were really well liked you could get promoted even if you were dog shit at your job and you could also be really good at your job but not well liked and not get promoted so it was always interesting to kind of figure out where we saw ourselves on that matrix and then where we saw each other because it was kind of like a like a zero-sum game it's like sometimes like if i get promoted you might not be able to get promoted and if you got promoted it might mean i don't get to get promoted so it was kind of fucked up yeah like in in hindsight when i think we were talking about this episode and we were talking about like what we actually did when we built this matrix we were like it's actually pretty insane of a thing to do like it was definitely fun in the not fun but it was definitely interesting it was kind of literally saying fun like it's like we're psychotic but it definitely was a very very interesting thought experiment and like our work was such a toxic environment that like we were driven to the idea of figuring out like comparative ranks and y'all and john's right like there's always a balance um in terms of where you want to be obviously you want to be in the top right like you want to be good at your job and you want to be well liked in terms of trying to get promotions but there were definitely people who were dog shit at their job just absolutely terrible at their job but were like really well liked because they're like a sociable person um and like a pretty cool person to be around and they would get promoted and then you'd see like people who like work their ass off who are very good at their jobs like actually are like objectively good at their jobs and they wouldn't get promoted because like they were mid you know or they were like bottom like nobody really liked them and so i think it was like a tough pill to swallow when we would see that and be like that person definitely deserves to get promoted but they don't because of like a likability factor right so I think for us, like, it sort of became more and more apparent the longer we stayed that, like, promotion and, like, bonus and salary and all of that was not correlated to your skill level or, like, how good you were at your job. It was mainly tied to, like, how likable you were. That's, I guess that's sort of how I saw it. Yeah, I think it's a it's a good life lesson, you know. It's definitely something I carry into my my new experiences and my new workplace as well, right? Like, you can't just be good at your job. Like, I mean, you can, but, you know, to kind of reap the benefit of both sides, you kind of have to be, like, sociable and, and liked as well. Because it doesn't matter how good at your job you are. If, like, no one likes you, you're you're pretty much fucked, I'd say. So, I, I want to ask you this. I, I wanted to ask, I think we've probably had this discussion probably, like, on a late night. But I don't really remember if we, if we have. But did you ever think, after we created this Matrix, that... So, like, I guess for context as well, um, John got promoted pretty early on in his career um, at our old workplace. And, like, he definitely worked hard for it. I Like, I was a first-hand witness for that. Um, and he was obviously also very well-liked, and, and a lot of people liked him. Um, and I think his progression at, at our old job definitely was in line with somebody who was in the top right. But after we made this matrix, did you ever think that after seeing people get promoted who were maybe only liked not good at their job do you ever feel some of the the praise or the recognition or all of that stuff that you were that you were being given at our old job was because you were likable not because you're good at your job like did that sort of like imposter syndrome or thought process ever take you when you were at work oh interesting very interesting. I'd also have to say that Paul went through the same trajectory as me, so he also got no, promoted at the same time. So it's not like I'm something super special. No, I don't think so. I don't think any of the praise was because I 
was well liked and that's why I got good reviews. However, something that did make me salty is those that were well liked, even if they were bad, they still got pretty good reviews. So if anything, my wake up call was why am I working so hard when, you know, someone is probably getting paid the same or paid more for doing less work. So if anything, I was just like wanting to decrease my workload and wanting to slack off more because I wasn't really yeah. reaping any incremental benefit from from doing so. There's like serious diminishing returns on that part, I'd say. Yeah, so you're seeing you're seeing people being rewarded with like very similar, if not the same benefits that you were being given all while working less, like all while yeah, just not being as good at their job. That's the realization you came to when when we started making and and plotting out where people were on this grid. I'd actually say uh, in like the last year and a half of my career, maybe last two years there, I was actually not very well liked because then I think my trajectory would have been a little bit quicker as well. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but we <laughs> we don't talk about those days anymore. Yeah, <laughs> uh, obviously, like my the my immediate team, I think, uh, really liked me and they gave me all the praise. But uh, kind of just like with the whole bullshit things about being liked. Yeah and doing good at your job is if the right people don't like you, the ones that are kind of in charge of your promotions and your pay scale, it just doesn't pan out no matter how hard you work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a little sad, a little salty, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's tough for you. I think it's definitely not optimal. I think our definitely last year and a half, last two years is not optimal, especially for, for you, but it's interesting that you never felt that way. I definitely felt that way. I think after the first year, like after we got our promotion and all of that, I think for the next like six months, next seven months, I thought I got a really, really, I got a really serious case of like imposter syndrome right after where I felt I was like struggling on a lot of projects. I was struggling at work. That's what I felt like at least. But I would still get positive reviews. I would still get like people being like, okay, also, sorry, I, this makes me sound like I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, I'm, I'm like bragging about this. I'm not, I, I promise you. Um, I, I felt like truly that I had just built up, like so I had just good, built good, up this uh, notion or this like, yeah, like goodwill or reputation or like image that I was good at my job or that like I was doing well. But I truly felt most of the days, like four days of the week, that I, I was absolutely dog shit at my job as well. I think it only took me like near the end or there were like brief moments that would help me realize that maybe I wasn't like absolutely terrible at my job. But I definitely for a very long time, I felt a lot of imposter syndrome where every quarter, like my reviews would still be fine. Like there'd be nothing glaring about like, oh, no glaring weaknesses, all that kind of stuff. But I would still come home and I'd be like, wow, I'm really bad at my job. Like that meeting was terrible. Like I did a very bad job. And in this meeting, um, this is deliverable was bad, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the Matrix was not a good thing for me because I definitely, yeah, definitely felt like for a long time I was not in the top right of that quadrant or of, of our quadrants. Yeah, I mean, it might be you're just a little hard on yourself, but I do think, I think once you are well-liked, you do get that, like, halo effect, right? When people start to like you, you can't really do anything wrong. Because I've definitely built up so much goodwill where, like, I've messed up decks to, like, VPs. <laughs> like, the numbers were swapped on something, and then they're like, oh, I didn't even check the numbers when you presented it because I thought you were just going to have it. And I was like, oh, fuck my bad, guys. 
and then they're like, ah, it's okay. I know you like you usually do a good job, so it's all good. And I was yeah. just like crying inside because it went like straight to the VP. It's not that's not the tough to part, right? It's like yeah. there are so many other cases of like people not being given the benefit of the doubt at work like at our old work especially mm-hmm. just because they're like unproven maybe they're too new maybe they haven't built up that goodwill and like i don't know i just felt very very unf- like i felt very sad for those like for for not not even for those people specifically but i just felt very sad that that's sort of the workplace that we were at right like yeah. it just felt like it was so morally incorrect that like me and you and a bunch <laughs> of other people who are well liked would be Rewarded. given a, given the benefit of the doubt yeah when they mess up like i've messed up for sure i've definitely messed up a lot like Same. at work the fact that like some people would be given the privilege to just like be glossed over they'd be like ah oh, whatever like I, you know it's fine kind of thing and then other people would like literally be kicked off projects would not be promoted all that kind of stuff would have negative stories attached to them because of incidents like this i just felt like that that difference was definitely unfair i definitely thought it was unequal and yeah like i i just think back to that i'm like that was it's so sad that that's what it was like for some people yeah the system (laughs) the system was kind of broken i'd say um it did it we i think i'd say we did definitely benefit from it um yeah because we played into those tropes right like we we became well liked because we did like xyz things right like we went to socials you know we stayed out late worked late you know those things that build camaraderie which i kind of get it's part of it's kind of part of the job um not saying that it's completely fair because you know other people have other lives maybe we just didn't have lives right like other people have families definitely did not have lives. other hobbies right and some people don't even drink right like Think about all the people that either can't drink because of religion or health reasons. Um, yeah, they not they don't get shunned, but it's like drinking is such a large part of our. I would almost say it's part of our jobs. Like whether you're taught you're, you're doing it with your coworkers, your like your partners, yeah, or with your clients and whatnot. That yeah. those people that don't do those things, we're like, oh, they're not cool. Like they can't they can't hang out. They don't know like to do it. You know, it's like they didn't get it. And then that p- reflected poorly on them too. Yeah. I just think there's just, the more that you think about it, it's just the more sad it really is. Like that was the reality. It's like, it's not just about being good at your job. It's not just about producing the best quality that you possibly can. Like it's, it's so much more than just that. Right. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's, it's about going to the socials. It's about, you know, grabbing coffees with people when you first start it's about doing the right steps it's doing xyz it's it's like it's like i don't know how but they just build they built this system where people just feel forced to just dedicate 120 percent of who they are to their job when they first start and like that's that's the way to that's the way you succeed that's the way you set yourself up for for success in in the long term in the midterm in the short term all that kind of stuff and i just think it's sort of sad to think about now that like some some people have other lives, right? Some people had other things that they wanted to do, and because of that, there was probably a direct correlation to like their likability, their performance, their promotion path, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's unfortunate, I guess. Shows show just shows you how uh, how toxic our our old workplace used to be. I just think in general, I don't know. Maybe you can you can correct me if, if I'm wrong here, but I think in general, I don't know if every work environment is as toxic as like big consulting, but I definitely think 
our workplace was a pretty toxic environment um a very very competitive one at all time and it just felt so weird and foreign but also like sort of normal and expected that you would be fighting like people you truly cared about for promotions for salary increases for bonuses all that kind of stuff and like like you said earlier it's a zero it was a zero-sum game a lot of the time right like maybe not with me and you directly but Mm -hmm. i I think we have we have friends that like directly were competing against each other in the same like team in the same cohort for promotions and like i know it was it was it was a really fucked up dynamic for us even um where like you're literally fighting over a limited amount of promotions bonus people didn't want to disclose like salaries right at least well (laughs) <laughs> I didn't want to disclose salaries because I didn't want to hurt other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think there were other people that felt that way. And even still to this day sort of feel that way. There are other people who like will get the short end, end of a stick who deserve to be- to get promoted who won't just because of, you know, let's say likability or budget or some other bullshit reason. And I think it's like so tough to, it's such a tough environment. It was such a tough environment to be in where like, you almost felt guilty when you would like celebrate your success right i remember Mm -hmm. when me and you got promoted i felt like i felt like at least we were very lucky because we had each other to talk about like to like celebrate that with right yeah like i think that was like our goal that was something that we wanted to do and something that we had like put our eyes on together um to achieve and i think when we did it i was like that's like we fucking did it and we fucking got there but I can only imagine what it would have been like for other people who like went through that. Like, let's say, let's say you got promoted and I didn't do I, do I think I would have been as gracious of a soul to like not be a little bit upset about it? Probably not. Like I'm not that good of a person. I think I'd probably would have been pretty sad. Right. Um, absolutely. And I'd so, be, I think yeah, I'd be destroyed. Absolutely destroyed. I remember, I remember even like when we did do it and, nowadays it's like a really big thing to change because there's like we have like our um like people get promoted by like uh like semi-annually right there's like you always know like once like january hits or once july hits like everyone changes their like linkedin statuses to like oh yeah. i got promoted to the next level blah blah and i remember the two of us both did it like super low-key because we didn't want to be like asses about it i guess i don't know why but i remember it was yeah. just like we wouldn't update to like publicly release it or whatever yeah i just i don't know like i think part of it was probably out of like we we cared about our friends and like we just didn't want like it wasn't that like it was a big deal but it wasn't a big deal kind of thing we didn't want yeah exactly now even now i feel like i sound apologetic that i got promoted right and i mean i don't even i don't feel apologetic (laughs) it's not so bad i don't i am not i don't apologize for getting promoted i like i feel bad just because i know other people deserved it right and we were just Mm -hmm. fortunate enough lucky enough happenstance enough to sort of run into a situation where we got it earlier and yeah like it's just i just felt like it was it was such a tough place to always be because you'd always feel bad for celebrating you'd always at the end of the day at like in the back of your head always be thinking about you know the hundred other people that started with you and where they were in comparison to you um and like even your friends right you'd you'd wonder yeah you'd wonder like you know yeah you'd wonder like how they're feeling about all this kind of stuff and you'd have to just be so conscientious of other people and your friends at all times 
um, that I got pretty draining. And like nowadays, like at my new work, I think I'm really happy that like none of our close friends from from our old job have come over really because Mm -hmm. like it's just it sort of ruins the friend dynamic a little bit. Like there were definitely some tenuous times in our friendships, especially around promotion, salary, all that kind of stuff where like it would be temporary, obviously, because we're, we're all really good friends, but definitely temporary like stress and sort of pettiness and being upset at each other around promotion time. And yeah, I just think that's not the life I want to live. So I'm very, very happy that like everyone is, found their own way and doing their own um, thing but yeah. i'm also very happy that they're yeah doing their own thing and sort of not with me right now because like i just i i didn't enjoy that experience for sure yeah i mean i think it kind of comes from maturity too right if you think about it we were all new grads coming straight out of university um you know everyone has that grind mentality everyone's trying yeah. to figure out where they are on the food chain too almost um, especially especially at at the place we were at but yeah, yeah it's just yeah, I think it's just like our own version of like the how well how liked are you versus how good are you at your job matrix was really like a symptom of just such a a competitive work work environment that even pitted friends against each other, right? So I think it's just funny. Like it's just funny that this is this is something that like we thought of. Yeah. It was like our our brainchild. Um, oh oh, there is one thing I want to clearly, clearly 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 point out to everyone is that we never actually physically put names to the matrix. Like it's there's not it's not like an Excel somewhere that exists with people's names on it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it just, that needs to be said because we're not that psychotic. It was only like a mental map where we would slightly place people. I don't know. Yeah, I like we like we w- we drew we drew out the <laughs> matrix I think once to like envision what it would look like from an x and y axis. Yeah. But we never put any other people's names or faces on it. It was just like yeah, a mental image of, like, where we want it to be, essentially. Yeah, and then, like, maybe some data points that would baseline what a high performer, low performer, well-liked but yeah. not a good performer would look like. But I swear to God, to everyone who listens and has worked with us, we did not actually put names on this said matrix. I would just like to make that 100% clear. Yeah, If and if, you're, <laughs> if you still don't believe us, let's just say you were top right like everyone was in the top right (laughs) everyone was the top right yeah if it was up to Uh, us everyone would be the top right yeah i think a funny part was though that like when we thought of this like pretty early on into um our career we were like we actually like again again not actually taking any um credit for what's the word credit for this but like near the end of our career at work they started to use a similar quadrant for performance reviews. So we do like quarterly reviews and in those quarterly reviews, they started to put everyone on a quadrant, um, like a two by two to see like, essentially to give you an idea of where you rank competitively to your coworkers. So, you know, I'm not saying we're visionaries, but we're pretty much visionaries at this point. Yeah, and even that would be kind of awkward because you would ask someone at, like during the quarterly review, like, "Yo, like, you know, where?" Yeah, are you top right? And yeah. then they'd be like, "No." 
And you're like, what the fuck? That ha- I'm pretty sure that exact that exact thing happened to me because I'm pretty sure one quarterly review, John and I were both like, nice, we're in the top right. And then the next one happened, and I was like, no, did you move? And he's like, no, I stayed the same. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? I moved. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I moved over left. He's like, oh, <laughs> what a fucking loser! I can't talk yeah, to you it sucks anymore. To suck. I think that was the last quarterly review before I left anyway, so whatever. <laughs> maybe they knew. Maybe they f- maybe they sensed it in, in their gut. The I think the second matrix that we or like I guess not this one's not really a matrix, but like the second like diagram or scale or measurement that we had was um it was pretty much like a scale from like negative 10 to 10 or maybe like zero to 10. And it was essentially like, how happy are you at work? And it's nothing spectacular, nothing visionary, you know, um, essentially just like a little check in every once in a while. Uh, but I just remember John was like the only person who was ever above like a four consistently, <laughs> like every time. So like we would do this, um, we'd do this for like, at birthdays or like um socials where like we're all there like our entire friend group is there where like yeah like celebrating someone's birthday or like thanksgiving or all that kind of stuff like secret santa whatever and we do like a check-in um as like a ritual to see where everyone was and i just remember i don't remember where all of us were because it was usually near the bottom of the scale but i just remember john like after everyone goes through and they're like negative four negative three some people are like two john's like I'm like at a six. I'm like at a seven. We're like, where are you? Where the fuck are you getting all this happiness from? And he's like, life's pretty good, guys. I I don't know about you, but I'm enjoying it. I'm like, you're such a fucking. Yeah, I hate you. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, absolutely. I remember because like we would uh, we would like take a picture of of like a black like something black. So we would have like a black wall like wall drop on on like IG or on Snapchat. And you would like draw the matrix, and you'd pass yeah. around the phone. People would like change the color and draw like a, yeah, like exactly. a, a happy face or a sad face to like show where they are. And then like the the left side of the quad, like the left side of the scale, is just everyone like on suicide watch. Like everyone's like, "Yo, are you guys, are you guys good? You guys want to? You want yeah. another drink, man?" <laughs> like literally, out of a group of probably like eight to ten friends, like the left side of the board was full and then there was one outlier on the right side and it would always be john with like a little smirk or a little happy face and he's like yeah guys i'm up here and that's i just remember it's so funny all of us are like where are you getting this unlimited supply of happiness and can you please give us some and i just remember yeah every check-in it was just the same thing like everyone would be like regressing even closer to like as far left as you could go and john was like i'm pretty stable out of seven guys Ridiculous. Yeah, I guess that's why everyone was so shocked when I left the firm, because everyone was like, "What? Yeah. I thought you were gonna be a partner here." And I was like, "Yeah, I yeah. guess I wasn't really that happy," or, you know, I don't know what happened. I think it definitely. Well, I'd say like your first year and a half was definitely clutch. Like that was like, in terms of like the experience that you got. Yeah, maybe like the first. Yeah, probably around the first year and a half. Yeah. Was like, pretty tip top. But then I think, yeah, definitely near, like, the back half was not tip-top. Or, like, not as good as it as it was, like, after. Yeah, I mean, like, did, like I think it was still great. Like, super, super happy about the experience. All three years was really good in, in learning. 
Um, yeah. And like my day to day, I think it was always great. It was just when you looked at it, like you kind of zoomed out, you're like, oh fuck, I'm actually not that happy. <laughs> but <laughs> I was just too yeah. busy to realize that. That's how they get you. That's yeah. exactly how they get you. I was they they on make that you Kool-Aid. so busy that you don't have the ability to do like a double check and be like, wait a second, wait a minute. Yeah, they just this kept me over stuck. overworked and over uh, alcoholed. That's not a word. Yeah, over caffeinated, overworked, and yeah. too drunk to realize. Thinking about or always checking in on like where you are relative to your coworkers or like where you are in terms of yeah like how good you are at your job or how well liked you are all that kind of stuff even checking in to see like how happy you were at work like all of this i think is just an is just symptomatic of a larger problem that we sort of faced throughout our careers at our at our old job where it's just there's so much on the line like you're starting out your career you want to fight like you want to you know you want to work hard you want to grind you want to just do all these things and sort of sacrifice yourself um for work I think I'm very grateful to have been able to experience that, but I'm also very happy that like, I don't actually, I can't even say that. That'd be fucking straight up lying. I was going to say like, I'm very happy that that's not a part of my life anymore, but I would say like, I like my toxic trait right now is believing or like is fighting even like, yeah, like even at my new job, I'm pretty sure I'm the most like competitive about, yeah, like promotions about, yeah for sure about all that kind of stuff like i like in a in a bad way i think it's like a toxic trait for sure yeah um yeah like to add on to that because i was just telling you about how i'm like chatting with my my coworker, and i'm like oh i wonder how much like these guys get paid at our company he's like dude like why the fuck do you care i'm like i just i just do like i can't help it i need to know where i stack up against them and it's completely like they could be in a completely different job you know they could be like a like an artist like these guys just make art for for our company and it's like a completely different job yeah. than mine right it's different skill set different pay like scale bands whatever right we have nothing to do with yeah. each other i'm just gonna wonder how much they get paid and then he's like why why the fuck do you care it's like i just need to and you're yeah it's like you're like it's an itch i need to know and yeah. i think i'm just i'd say like it's pretty similar like at maybe like i don't think so much from like um salary perspective or like how much they make or anything like that but definitely yeah i don't know i just think i i think just like my toxic trait right now maybe it's just like a, a toxic trait of life like i don't know if it's like if it's specifically like because i went to where we went and like because i did consulting but i definitely feel like i have this like incessant need to yeah to like be in a higher position to be making more to be like doing yeah. all this kind of stuff um you know what we need you and i we need to go to fucking therapy we need to talk about these traumas for reals and unpack them that's probably what's i don't know if i can get out ever get over this maybe i can but honestly yeah, I, I, don't know. So that's I, I do think it's, it's two th- two things though um one i think our type of work and our company attracts other people that are very competitive which only makes it yeah more toxic right because everyone's so competitive you're like oh fuck i need to be better than them and it, it just gets worse and worse and worse and the second thing is something that we actually haven't talked about much on the podcast but you know i think growing up and kind of going through school 
you and I always felt like we were very much underdogs, you know. We didn't go to, like, the coolest school, whatever, blah, blah. So we always had that knack or need to really work hard yeah. and, and really prove ourselves. Chip and on then, your shoulder. Uh, and see, uh, isn't it not have a chip on your shoulder? No, it's like if you have a chip on your shoulder, then you, like, then you have something to prove. Like, then you want to prove something. Oh, I'm not sure that's what it is. I mean, maybe. I don't think that's how the term is used. I think if you have a chip yeah, on your shoulder. What do you mean? No, if you have a chip on your shoulder, um, and I could, could be completely wrong about this because I'm just not sure, but I feel like if you have a chip on your shoulder, you like, you think you're already better than people. No, what? No, you, a chip on your shoulder is like, it's like Tom Brady when he gets drafted 199th in the in the NFL draft. He has a chip on his shoulder because he know like he has something to prove now because other people doubted him. He's like an underdog. Oh fuck! I didn't know that. I always thought you're you're absolutely right. I just googled it. To have an angry or unpleasant attitude or way of behaving because of a belief one has been treated unfairly. Yeah, you're like you've been undervalued, right. essentially. I always thought it was so like, like, you know, after the, you got your chip, you know, the chip with the dip, you're like, yo, I got it on my shoulder, and you got to walk all smug. That's the stupidest. <laughs> <laughs> top right, baby, top right. That's me. You heard it we're here cu- first. We're, cu- we're cutting this. We're cutting this. Um, it's pretty funny. But, but yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Like, I think part of it is probably just like upbringing wise part of it is like yeah work like a it's a multitude of different things you know like as tiktok would say gorgeous gorgeous girls need therapy or gorgeous gorgeous girls love therapy probably would be helpful to talk about this kind of stuff and unpack this chip on your shoulder uh even though you have a different definition of it but it's crazy yeah i'd say like (laughs) yeah like i'd say moving on from our old work has helped me at least get rid of some of it definitely i'm still very much like a very competitive very like i don't i would say i don't know toxic person when it comes to stuff like this um but i'm trying to like decouple myself from it i'm trying to like work past it but um definitely i think it's like it's a multitude of different things but i think a big part of it is really like spending three years like fighting against your best friends at work for promotions for money for all that kind of stuff it's like literally corporate hunger games so <laughs> yeah we gotta charge them for we gotta charge them like what's the um you know, you know like you can have a you can you can sue them for like i don't know like in like injury or whatever you know when people have like non-physical injury at work you can just we, we need to start suing our old work essentially <laughs> man Another another um, toxic thing I think that I kind of had um, when you mentioned Hunger Games is like uh, like for the people that don't know like Paul and I start with a cohort so it was probably like two hundred people uh, across across uh, Canada can- yeah. across Canada that uh, we started with um, and most and most people got to meet each other during like their orientation and whatnot and I was always yeah. so curious to see like who was still around I wanted to know like who's left the firm because whether they they found something better or they just couldn't take it this shit anymore and it was shit like i don't don't knock them for leaving because i mean hell we left but i was always very curious to see who was left who got promoted and everything and i always thought it'd be really funny if they just had like a email blast like to display the tributes that have like passed on yeah (laughs) like squid game you know like when you know like in squid squid game when someone gets eliminated and then it's like the giant like diamond board of all their names and the numbers and like when they die they like like get blanked out yeah 
I was. Like, I, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like we literally could have recreated that with like everyone at work. I remember it was always a big deal when someone that was that would have been be like, really toxic. If we just had like a a burn book of everyone that's left the firm, just cross yeah. out their names. But yeah, I was thinking like of the tributes. You know, when they die in the ga- Hunger Games, it like displays their picture yeah. and everything, and then the cannon goes off. Like, doo, 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 doo. Yeah. Anyways, that was that would have been another level of of like us being psychotic, yeah. like sociopaths, even more so. so. Oh, we didn't go there. We pretty much at the limit with this fucking matrix where we'd always think about where do we sit and where will other people sit. That's the truth for today, boys and gals. That's all for today's episode. As always, thanks for tuning in. Catch us on our next episode. You can find us on our Instagram at Big Trouble Podcast, where we're going to be posting more and more content for you guys. So please follow, subscribe to our podcast, rate it on whatever platforms, all that kind of jazz. Um, Thanks for listening to this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye, everybody.